Rebecca AL, Andrea Marissa, <laughs> CF guy. Oh, Seth Levy, The Reckoning. Dude, you're on here. I didn't, <laughs> I'm honored. I, I like Seth. He's got some good analysis. Good patriot. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Uh, I wasn't going to do a broadcast, but my website's under DDoS attack. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, as soon as I posted that article, boom, uh, DDoS attack. And I do have DDoS mitigation. But unfortunately, it's, it's doing this browser check thing. And So what's going on, everybody? Uh, I, I, I told everyone I'd have a, a broadcast on the 6th. And I'm a little bit late, but I didn't actually expect uh, the electoral count to go the way that it did. Yesterday was a crappy day for a lot of us. It was a crappy day for me because I've been—I'm one of those guys that's been uh, you know, telling people I trust Pence. I haven't seen a lot of reason not to trust him, and I was really disappointed yesterday at at uh, what he did. Uh, I think he had an opportunity to do some different things, and I was I was very disappointed in the way he handled that whole thing. Uh, just want to let you guys know, um, there's, a, there's a couple of things I'm not going to talk about in this broadcast. I'm not going to talk about the violence in Washington, D.C. It's just everybody else is talking about that, and that's fine. Uh, that's not my message. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious kind of what happened, and that doesn't need to be hashed over too much. Not not for me anyway. Other people can do it. But what I wanted to talk about is everyone's been asking me, oh gosh, my, my DMs have just gotten blown up over the last 48 hours. What's going to happen? What's going on? Uh, I'm off the Trump train. This is not how it's supposed to happen. And we're, like, look, we're all disappointed. Uh, we, we're all kind of thinking that it was going to go differently. It certainly could have. There, uh, the Constitution and even the Electoral Count Act, uh, provide plenty of um, leeway for Pence to have done something different, and he didn't. And so I just want to kind of share my thoughts on that. Um, when I listened to the president uh, in Georgia on the 4th, the night before the Georgia election, he did that rally down there. And when he was talking about Pence, I, I heard something. I was like, wow, this is weird. Trump sounds, um, he sounds uncertain. He was like laughing, very nervous laughter. He sounded nervous and uncertain about what Pence was going to do on the 6th. I was like, okay, that's not necessarily a good sign. Because I was under the impression that he and Pence were kind of on the same page. And his nervousness that night, you know, I, I look, I've, I've never been certain that Trump was going to, was going to win in the Electoral College or win the popular vote. However you want to look at that, whether it's you know the rigged vote or whatever. I've never been certain about that. Um, a lot of prophetic people have been very, very adamant that Trump was going to win the election. I've never been certain about that. I, I've been getting a lot of crap from friends. Uh, this, my fr Sherry, you're probably listening to this. I went to her house a couple of weeks ago and I said, it, you know, if Trump re is reelected, He's like, what do you mean if? You don't talk that way. He's going to be reelected. I was like, look, I don't know that for a fact. I don't, I don't know the future. 
I mean, I, I feel good about his chances, but I don't know with certainty that he's going to be reelected. And, and so I've been getting, you know, kind of dragged by some of my friends because I haven't been this, you know, he's got, it's going to happen. There's no doubt. There's always been doubt in my mind that he was going to be able to pull this out in the electoral college because there's, there's too many things that are rigged against him. You have the courts that obviously did not want to hash through any of this, any of the, and you know, the fraud. You have the state legislatures; they were all very reluctant. They didn't want to get involved, and and you know you just you have all these, you have these unpredictable um, players involved who have to make decisions, and with unreliable, unpredictable people, it's never a certain thing. It's it's never guaranteed, and I was concerned about all those things all along the way. We Trump had been warning us since probably April that they were going to try to steal the election through vote by mail. <laughs> he was warning us, right? So even he wasn't sure he was going to be able to pull this off. So anyway, uh, when, it, when it came to Pence doing his thing, uh, I, I suspected, when I was listening to Trump um, yesterday, he was at the rally there uh, by the Capitol. And again, that nervousness came out and that, that uh, uncertainty. I, I, I just perceived that. I listened to the whole thing. Like he doesn't sound very certain about this. And then, you know, Pence's chief of staff drops that letter uh, as Trump is speaking right before the joint session of Congress started. And it was like, oh, well, I guess we know what Pence is going to do. He's not going to even look at the votes of the alternate electors, which, man, when I saw that letter, I was like, oh, crap, this is not good. Right. So we all just, you know, we're all walking around in a, in, a, in a haze. And I was, I did not have a good day yesterday. <laughs> I didn't have a, a very good night either. Uh, I woke up this morning about three and I was just kind of sorting through things, piecing things together, looking at what happened, and then kind of going through the game theory of what could happen in the future. I've had some, I've ha- I have had some prophetic dreams about what's coming. And in my article that I wrote today, I didn't put the dreams in there. Uh, but some of what I'm seeing is based on those dreams that I've had, uh, particularly the loss of technology. Um, I had a dream like that back in October, I think, where I just saw social media platforms going down, email platforms going down, like we were not able to use the stuff we're normally uh, able to use. And that, that's been a concern of mine for the last couple of months, um, which is why, you know, I'm going on other platforms and uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm on Proton Mail now. I, I still have Hotmail and Gmail accounts, but I'm not relying on them. I think that at some point those are going to go away at least temporarily for, for some people or certainly for patriots probably. Uh, so when I was looking at what happened in the Electoral College count yesterday, I was like, okay, we have to just, we have to, go look at what is going to happen from this point forward. For, for me, I, I want to know, you know, future. What, what's going to happen? That's what everyone's asking me. Okay, great. Yesterday is yesterday. What's going to happen next? So I was like, okay, well, what do we know? Uh, and I was kind of waiting for Scavino or Trump or someone to give us a signal what is going to happen. Scavino put out some tweets this morning 
talking about, uh, you know, Trump is not accepting the outcome of the election. Uh, you know, peaceful transition of what? Uh, he didn't say that we're, we're going to be looking for the peaceful transition into the Biden administration. <laughs> Biden wasn't even mentioned in there. So, okay, that's, that's one data point. And Trump is going to Camp David this weekend. Oh, what happens at Camp David? Now, Trump usually talks to his military advisors. So that's coming up. Trump's going to be talking to, probably talking to his military advisors at Camp David this weekend. Now, we go back to November 9th. Uh, it was the Monday after the election. Trump is golfing all weekend. He comes in. He fires uh, Secretary of Defense Esper and replaces him with Chris Miller, and he fires two undersecretaries and replaces them. Ezra Cohen-Watnick comes in, and this uh, this other guy, who's kind of a badass, who uh, undersecretary for policy. They tried to get him in through Senate confirmation, and they couldn't get him in because he ran into too many obstacles. So Trump just made him acting uh, undersec- undersecretary de- of defense for policy. And then we have Ezra Cohen-Watnick as USD for intelligence, right? So we know that, and uh, Cash Patel is now is chief of staff for um, Miller, right? So we have a bunch of people that we know are Trump loyalists on the top of the Defense Department. Uh, now you put that together with Trump going to Camp David, and there is no constitutional way now for Trump to remain in the White House. There is no constitutional path. Uh, he's he has run through the gamut of constitutional, constitutionally prescribed uh, ways in which he could remain in, in the White House. He went through the courts, he went through the state legislatures, he went through Congress, he did all the stuff you're supposed to do. Uh, he asked the DOJ, hey, we're not involved in this, right? So he went, he went through all the processes. Uh, Department of Homeland Security, they're responsible for election integrity. They don't want anything to do with it. DOJ, we're out. Barr resigns. Courts, don't want to hear it. Nobody else wants to hear it. So Trump went methodically through all of the checks and balances that are in place to deal with election fraud. And all of them, they didn't, they didn't even acknowledge that fraud exists. See, that's, that's the thing I have. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's, let's at least admit that there's evidence of fraud. None of them even want to admit that there's evidence of fraud. They won't ad- even admit that it's there. Because if they admit that there's evidence of fraud, then there is an expectation they have to do something about it. And they don't want to do anything about it. So they can't admit that it exists. And unfortunately, when you run through all of the civilian checks and balances, DOJ, Homeland Security, Congress, courts, state legislatures, and nobody wants to even admit that there's election fraud or discuss it or provide a remedy for it. Once you run through all of your civilian options to deal with corruption and fraud, you have to go to non-civilian options, and that is the military. And, you know, Ivan Raikulin and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. He, he doesn't like talking about the military, and he, knew, he didn't want to talk about it at that time because it wasn't time for the military. A lot of people were calling for Insurrection Act, deploy the National Guard, you know, all that stuff. It wasn't time for that. Trump had to go through all the civilian remedies for fraud, and, and now he's done that. 
and they, none of them wanted to deal with it. So unfortunately, we're kind of at this situation now where we have very few remedies left, and one of them is the military. Trump is going to Camp David, and look, he's got, what, 13 days left before uh, the, the next administration, whatever it is, is inaugurated, whether that's Biden or Trump. About, was it 13 days left, I think, or 14 days? Um, Trump is president until the 20th. He has the ability. Interference. Where is that thing? Uh, he could, there's a lot of things he could do between now and then. I have no idea what he's planning on doing. I, I, I don't. There's, he has options. Uh, he could declassify information uh, proving the, the criminality of members of Congress. He could have them arrested. There's a lot of things he could do. I don't know what he's going to do. But it seems to me that, that a military option is becoming more likely. Right? You, see, you look at what's happening in the Capitol. Um, Chris Miller uh, authorized the deployment of 6,000 National uh, Guardsmen to D.C. Today, there's, there's complete peace. People are in D.C. saying, streets are empty, <laughs> it's abandoned, there's nobody around. Yet Miller is anticipating uh, problems. He's deploying 6,000 National Guardsmen to the Capitol to keep the peace. He's, he's expecting something. Okay. Uh, they're putting up that seven-foot non-scalable wall around the perimeter of the Capitol. Why? Because they're expecting something. They're, they're doing risk mitigation. Um, they, they, they have a suspicion that something's coming. And then you've got uh, what, what's happening in Congress. They're trying to impeach Trump. Right? You've got all these members of Congress. They're trying to impeach Trump. They're trying to get, invoke the 25th Amendment. They want Pence to invoke the 25th and take Trump out. And it's like there's, there's, I mean, I hate to say panic in D.C., but it looks like there's panic in D.C. I mean, the what's going on in Congress is just freaking crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Like if they're expecting a smooth transition, why are they panicking? Why are they trying to get Trump out by force? It's because they don't expect that he's going to go. They don't expect that he is going to allow a normal, smooth transition to the Biden administration. They're expecting him to do something. And if they're expecting him to do something, the question is, what do they expect him to do? <laughs> Military? D-class? We don't know. We don't know. But they're expecting him to do something. And so am I. <laughs> I, I fully expect he's going to do something. Um, he, I, I think he knows better than any of us what's at stake with, with our republic, with the future of the republic. And, and I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's going to do something. I'll, I'll be surprised if January 20th comes and Trump just hands over the keys to the White House, shakes Joe Biden's hand, and walks off into the sunset. I don't see that happening. I really don't. Uh, Trump and his family are in serious danger, at whoever the next attorney general is, because the deep state is going to come after him and his family. And it's not going to be pretty. And they know that. Trump, Trump's family, they know that. And it's not just it's not just saving the country. It's not just them personally. There's there's a lot at stake here. So, you know, I'm I'm getting concerned because it's looking more likely to me. It's looking more likely that 
some kind of mili military intervention is coming. Uh, I, I'm just reading the signs, and I can, it looks to me like a military intervention is on the way. I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. So that's one thing that I think is coming. There's a second thing that I think is also coming, and that is if the military does not get involved, um, it, let, me, let me say it this way. If Trump does not bring in the military in a planned operation, I think there's going to be massive civil unrest, and then the military is going to be forced to react to that. I think protests and rioting and violent civil unrest is likely coming because, look, if they, if they inaugurate Joe Biden on the 20th, we all know what's happening. Biden has already told us he's going to lock the country down. Uh, probably for the rest of the winter, maybe probably through spring. Uh, mask mandates, mandatory vaccinations, uh, lockdowns. There's going to be massive destruction, government destruction of businesses. And if you think a whole bunch of patriotic Americans are just going to sit by and let that happen, that ain't going to happen. Biden is on a collision course with a whole bunch of very pissed off uh, patriotic people. And that ain't going to go down very well. Because patriots can overwhelm state capitals and the U.S. Capitol in a couple of days. And it's gonna, not going to be pretty if that happens. And they will do it. Uh, I have seen the anger of Trump's base. And they're not going to stand for some globalist shill like Biden coming in and dest further destroying our country and continuing the destruction that Obama did. It's, they're, they're not going to stand for it. It's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm concerned that uh, if the military doesn't intervene, um, that, that's the last resort. We're going to end up probably looking at a, re a, a revolution. And I don't say that lightly. I don't like the thought of that. Who, who the heck wants to go through another revolutionary war? <clears throat> um, but if, if these corrupt people in D.C. continue to insist there's no election fraud, and the elections were all on the up and up, and we're all in office through a, a, a legal, fair, and open system, and we all know that it's corrupt, uh, they should expect um, that we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. Somebody posted that song not too long ago. wonder if it was a signal. Uh, so I, I think that's where we're going. I think that uh, I think there's a, a brief window for a military operation. And then there's a big window for a military reaction <laughs> to a civilian operation. And, and so we just saw this tweet from uh from uh, and and uh, i think it's nbc they tweeted out this letter from uh, michelle obama who is demanding that big tech companies permanently suspend trump uh to prevent their technology from being used by the nation's leaders to fuel insurrection right and look the, the Twitter purge is on today. I've lost like 3,000 followers, and I'm sure my account's going to be going pretty soon. 
Um, I don't, I, I'm very careful not to violate the ter- terms of service, which is why I'm still around. But I think they're just going to indiscriminately start taking people out. Um, Facebook, it's already gone. YouTube's gone. I won't be on Twitter much longer, I don't think. But that's not the issue. It's not about me. It's about us. They want to keep prevent us from communicating. They don't want you and I strategizing and planning and or getting information from General Flynn or President Trump or uh, anybody in his sphere, Dan Scavino. They don't want the leaders communicating with us and they don't want us communicating with each other because that is how we overpower them and they don't want that. So my, my next concern is uh, increasing loss of technology. I think that in addition to social media bans, uh, and look, we're, you know, there's always the option of going to Gab or Parler or I like CloudHub. Uh, CloudHub is going gonna, is gonna to be going back online with their video, their own video hosting service. And I'll probably be, be doing my videos on CloudHub uh, next week, I'm guessing. But whatever platform you want, the issue is uh, <laughs> the issue is you have to host those videos somewhere. You have to host your platform somewhere. And the way that they come after you is uh, if you're hosting people on your platform they don't like, they go to Amazon, the S3 uh, video hosting platform, and they take you out. Or they go to Bluehost, or they go to whoever your hosting service is. Uh, look, when, when CloudHub was looking for a new video hosting platform, all of the all of the existing video hosting platforms, when they said, we got a bunch of these Q people on our platform, they all said, not interested. Every big tech company is out to silence anyone who has anything to do with Q. So CloudHub decided, they, they dropped $200,000 and they're building their own video, self-hosted video hosting service because they want to give everyone a voice regardless of their perspective. Uh, so... Big tech is out to get us there. I mean, I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm not paranoid, but it's pretty obvious that big tech wants to shut us down. They want to silence us. And we're going to have to be creative in the way in which we communicate. Uh, we're going to have to be on social media on whatever platforms are available, but don't assume that the platform you're on, you've been on for the last two years is going to be there. They could shut the platform down or they could just start banning people like us. Um, I doubt that Gab would do that, but I don't know who's hosting Gab. Uh, I haven't talked to Andrew Torba. I like Andrew. He's a really good guy. I don't know who's, who's, who they're using for hosting. That could go away. Same with Parler. Same with Rumble. Any of them, if they're hosting their videos or their service with a, with a web host that is vulnerable to pressure, they could be gone. So just, that's just something to be aware of. Also, if you're using Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, those big email services, uh, I, I don't want to get too, you know, make people paranoid and freaky, but you might want to consider also having like a ProtonMail account. ProtonMail is, is encrypted. It's a secure service, um, pretty, pretty independent, and I think it's less susceptible to censorship than like Gmail, for example. So just... Just start thinking about other ways of communicating. You know, if you're used to communicating on Telegram or whatever, you might consider Signal. You might consider another app. Uh, just 
I just want people to be aware that <laughs> some of the services you use to communicate may not be as reliable as you as you think they are, because Silicon Valley they're they're coming after us. They just don't want us to be able to communicate, and that's the reality. Of what it is, and I want to make very clear, uh, I am not endorsing uh, insurrection. I'm not endorsing uh, revolution. I am not advocating the overthrow of the government. I'm an analyst. I look at stuff. I look at social media. I look at what people say. I put, I put together the pieces. Um, and I'm just providing my, my analysis. My analysis tells me that uh, it looks to me like we're headed toward either a military conflict, military intervention of some kind, or um, a revolution. Because we have a massively corrupt government. And the government when it has been approached by we the people, the government has flipped this off and said, screw you, <clears throat> uh, we're not going to do anything about corruption. We like the way things are. And uh, too bad. You don't like it? Too bad, so sad. Uh, we win, you lose. Well, we the people are not going to take that. <laughs> it's just, we're not going to take that. That's not how this works. Uh, I think the people are going to push back. And I, and I think that the powers that be, I think they know that. I think DC is in a bit of panic because I think they know what's coming. That's why Michelle Obama is wanting to get us shut down uh, on social media because they know what's coming. They see it. Uh, and look, I'm, I'm praying, and I think we should all pray for a peaceful resolution. I, I, I think there's time for a relatively peaceful resolution to this problem. That window is closing very quickly. I think we need to pray for peaceful resolution. And we need to pray that if there is a use of force, that it is quick, over with fast, and we minimize casualties. Uh, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not advocating revolution, and I'm not advocating violence. I'm just an analyst. Hey, baby. Hey, I think there's still time for more evidence to come out. More evidence? The yeah. Country. And there is. There's, there's time for more evidence to be presented that uh, of fraud. Will Congress acknowledge it? Will the courts acknowledge it? I don't know. There is time or for the evidence. Military to come could out. acknowledge it. That's uh, why they want him out because they want to control the military before yeah. the 20th. I think, they're, I think they're very concerned about the military. They want control of the military. They don't want Trump to have control of the military anymore. And they don't want their, him to declassify any of their dirt. Right. They don't want declass. And so, yeah. Uh, so he should use all those. He should <laughs> use all those he options. He should use the declass, I think. He should. I, however, am not smarter than Trump, and I'm not going to be there screaming on Twitter telling Trump what to do. That, that stuff annoys me. When I see people on Twitter yelling and screaming and tweeting what Trump should do, I'm like, look, you're not a better strategist. You don't have the intel. You don't have the life experience. You're not smarter than Trump. So just give it a rest. Stop screaming at Trump and telling him what to do. He has way better information, instinct, and, and strategic abilities than any of us have. Any three of us put together. So uh, I hate to say it, but trust Trump. <laughs> I think he has a plan. He li Trump never does anything without a plan. We don't necessarily know what it is, but I think he has one. So there you go. All right. 
Well, see if there's any questions or anybody has. Any I don't have my glasses on. Any more information? It's, it's okay. a lame. It's a lame excuse for me not to read questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I That's all right. Yeah, I think the president is uh, planning on making uh, an address tonight. Um, that speech that he made last night got taken down. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, Facebook has, I think, indefinitely suspended his account. And YouTube has taken down his videos, and he's suspended from Twitter. And yes, the emergency alert. I, 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 I do expect at some point. Oh, he's, Trump may, he's live now. Is he live now? Great. I'm stepping on the president. Damn it. You better, you better get All right. Well, the, the emergency alert broadcast system on, on your mobile devices, if Trump gets locked out of everything, expect that he'll he'll be messaging us through the emergency alert system. That is the, the fail-safe. President's live. I'm going to go. Love you all. Take care. Catch you on the next broadcast.